I'm Katie, and that was Kai. <laughs> he just wanted to say uh, hi this morning. And this is Just Dogs. Hello, everybody. So this weekend is a super stressful weekend for me. I'm doing my best. Um, I have my college graduation pictures that I'm doing this afternoon. I have to get everything ready for that. I spent all day yesterday getting last minute um, clothing items, shoes, getting my nails done, my toes, the whole nine yards. But today is actual picture day. So uh, I wanted to knock this out real quick and get this done with this morning before I go into ultimate stress mode of getting ready. <laughs> so, um, we did a poll on my Instagram this past week over whether to do this episode over what breed is right for me or over should I get a puppy from a breeder or should I rescue. It was a really close tie. Um, it was really a one person difference. But obviously with the title of this video, what breed is right for me, won that poll. Which just means that in two weeks we will be going over should I rescue or should I buy from a breeder? Um, so there's a lot of things that go into picking a breed. Obviously everybody has preferences, whether it's um, working line, herding lines, um, show, companion, like, retrieving. <laughs> There's a lot of different categories that um, dogs can fall under that some people are favorable. Like I personally favor herding breeds. It's just something I've always done, something I tend to do. Um, I know that my mom favors terriers. Uh, that's just her favor. Everybody just has a personal favorite. And that's fine. It's just looking into everything that falls into that and finding the best match for you. Um, but you don't necessarily have to go by category. Um, you can look at just breeds overall. As long as you look into every aspect of the breed, I think you're okay. I don't think that you need to pick a specific group. Just I ask that you do your full research. There's so many people that get a dog without doing the research and then they are so confused on why they have specific behaviors and it's like, well, that's because that's a herding group so he's going to be nippier. That's because that's um, a working line so he's going to have a lot of energy or that's because it's a retriever so he's trying to like get you and make you go or he's going to keep bringing you things and it's dogs do things that they fall into the group of <laughs> like healers are going to be nippy because they are a healer you know um so this is really what to look for in a breed and you could kind of come back to this to compare a breed that you recently found that you want to look into i do this um all the time whenever I'm looking into dogs, which is all the time, <laughs> I normally have like three to four dogs. I'm like, mm, maybe I want one of these, maybe I want one of those. Then I'll 
break them down into categories and be like oh well I don't really like this part or I don't really like this and then you kind of need to go into the breeder's world in a sense and kind of see what is what they breed for what they are trying to what they do with their dogs um their purpose for breeding um and how their dogs are because just because you don't like a small part like um let's say me with german shepherds i don't like how high strung some of them are but there are some breeders that breed lower levels and i'm not saying like oh my gosh they're breeding chill german shepherds that just sleep all day because that's not what i'm saying i'm saying they will go from crackhead energy to like a step below crackhead energy so it's a little less <laughs> um and it's going to be up to you on whether you think you can handle those breeds as well um so this is just going to be a bunch of different things to look at that you might not really think of um so let's just let's just dive right into that um so first is going to be size and weight everybody has a size preference everybody has a weight preference well i think weight isn't as i think weight fluctuates um <laughs> i say that because as a technician i met a lot of dogs that were supposed to be small dogs like hey this dash hound's supposed to be like 15 pounds um and it'd be like 30 okay so I think weight is a lot harder. It's going to be based on <laughs> whether or not you are doing what you're supposed to be doing when it comes to feeding or whether the oh, whether or not that dog has a health issue that contributes to weight because I'm not going to blame everything on the owner. Um, so when I say size, I'm going to go off of the standard height that they are supposed to get. <laughs> Um, so, obviously there's small, medium, large, extra large, and then there's tiny. Um, Kai, their breed is supposed to be medium, but everybody that has ever met Kai knows that he is a tiny horse, and so he doesn't really fall into his breed standard, apparently, but he is still an okay size for me like I'm fine with it I personally did not want a small dog um I had a chihuahua that was the best chihuahua ever and now I just refuse to get another small dog um but some people only want small dogs so look into the size range that that breed will fall under and just know that some dogs don't fit standard and they can be a bit over or they could be a bit under so if you want a small dog and not a tiny dog, you might have to fluctuate on that. Like, so let's say you get a Chihuahua. Chihuahuas vary, okay? They're just, they vary so much. Um, I think my Chihuahua was like five pounds. I don't know. She was so tiny. Um, but her brother was like nine. So there's just, you don't, you really don't know what you're going to get uh, with some breeds. And some kind of sit in the middle like Kai, where he's... 
they're medium, like the females are medium, but the males are closer to large, and you're like, eh, what do what do you fall under? So just kind of keep that in mind whenever you're looking at size. Um, next, I'm gonna say is coat preference. Um, so like I have a reaction to certain hair types. It's super weird. It's kind of like when you roll in grass and your arms get super itchy and you get like little bumps. That's what happens to me if tiny hair, like really, really short haired dogs rub against me the wrong way. So an example of this would be pit bull hair or Doberman hair. Um, Those are hair types that I would not want. So when I look at dogs, I need a medium length to long, like Kai. Um, medium being close to a healer's. Excuse me. Um, and then some people want a wiry hair coat, which I think I would be fine with as well. Um, some people prefer the wire. Some people prefer the itty bitty tiny short hair. Some want a medium. Some want large. Um, what also plays into this is what grooming level you're going to be okay with. Um, Obviously, when it comes to long-haired dogs, you need to be able to brush them. Or when it comes to um, poodle-like hair, you need to be able to brush or take them to a groomer on a regular basis. Um, Just because they're quote-unquote hypoallergenic or they don't shed, um, they still need grooming. They still need to be cared for. So... When looking at a coat preferences, you also need to think about what grooming levels you're going to be okay with because they need that care. Obviously, short-haired dogs, um, I know a lot of people don't brush theirs. You can. I think you should. Um, it can help with some of that shedding. Just about every dog is going to shed or have dandruff. Um, so really need to look into that. If you don't want a ton of shedding, don't get a husky. If you don't want a lot of shedding, don't get a German Shepherd. (laughs) Unless you're going to continuously brush daily or constantly to help mitigate that. But it's not really going to be a lot. It's still, they're still going to shed. Um, small, uh, small, short air dogs (laughs) shed just as much. Um, it's just tinier. Like, I personally like Kai's hair because you can like pick it up and you're like uh and you can throw it off but like I find myself like having to dig for my mom's Boston Terrier's little tiny hairs like dig in my clothes dig in the seat to try and pick those out and I think it's a lot harder so I like Kai's because you kind of just like pick it up and throw it out he does shed a lot though which from someone that has to have a longer haired dog I expect that so just kind of think about what you want to deal with with hair and what hair type really you want. Um, A lot of people don't like the poodle doodle style hair, that curly hair. A lot of people don't like the wiry hair. Um, And some people don't even want to think about long haired dogs. And that's fine. It's always good to know kind of where you stand on that scale. Um, And then we're gonna kind of roll into energy level. What energy level do you need? Uh, do you want a couch potato? you want a basset hound? <laughs> do you want a crazy energetic let's go dog? 
like a German Shepherd or you want like a crazy, 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 like, let's go, go, go crazy, like a Belgian Mal, <laughs> like what, what, what do you want? What, what do you need? What are you thinking about? Do you want to go on hikes every single day? You want to go on 10 mile walks every day? It really depends on what you are going to do with the dog too. So if you are going to like, hey, let's go on a walk once a week type of person, then you need a lower energy. If you're a, hey, let's go on a walk every single day, let's do stuff, let's play, but like maybe not every day <laughs> because we all say we're going to do stuff and then like stuff happens, you know? then you're gonna look towards more of a medium level. But if you wanna be going and doing every single day, you're gonna give that dog an outlet, you're gonna play with him all the time, you're gonna give him a job, then a higher level would be good for you. Um, it really just depends on what you're wanting to do, what you're willing to do. And um, I know a lot of people uh, who are kinda in the dog world do things like show, um, agility, scent work, all the different types of, um, I just blanked on what they're called, <laughs> all the different types of events and working things, just like hurting, hurting is one of the events, then they're more equipped to deal with a medium to higher energy. It really just depends on what you're wanting. So just keep in mind whenever looking at dogs to kind of take a look at what their energy level is assumed to be. Um, some people consider rough collies a higher energy. Some consider them lower. Not lower, but like medium. Kai is a medium. Um, some high energy dogs can be taught to have an off switch. Obviously, it's not every dog that can be trained to have an off switch. Um, it's just a good thing to know that it can be trained. Um, Kai has a great off switch, but he has a natural off switch. I didn't necessarily have to teach it, but some dogs you have to teach it. <laughs> I know a lot of people with border collies that have to teach them to settle down. I have to teach them okay, well, we're done with your job for the day, so you need to settle down. So it's something to keep in mind that it can be taught, but don't hold on to that as, oh, well, I don't really like how high energy this breed is, but I mean, I'll, t I'll figure out how to teach it an off, an off switch. Like, don't hold on to that. Um, so... We talked about energy, we talked about doing something with your dog. Next is gonna be, do you want a Velcro or independent dog? Um, the best explanation I can give for this would be, do you want a dog that is right next to you, has to be, not has to be, but really wants to be next to you at all times, follow you everywhere, be with you? Or do you want a dog that's more independent? Um, that's like, yeah, do what you're doing, I'm gonna be over here kind of dog. Um, this can kind of, vary on your what dog you want um like let's say I always bring up Great Pyrenees and then Tolian Shepherd is going to be an independent while 
Kai, a rough collie, tends to be... He's kind of in between. Like, he would like to be with me all the time, but at the same time, he'll be downstairs all day and I'll be upstairs and he hasn't came and checked on me once. So, he falls, like, in between. And then there is... I've heard people call Aussies as very Velcro. Um, Australian Shepherds as a Velcro dog, which is they want to be with you at all times, every chance that they can. Uh, I personally have not owned an Australian Shepherd, um, but that is what I've heard. Another one to keep in mind is going to be trainability, like I said earlier. Um, you're going to want a dog that is trainable or do you want a dog that is going to give you a bit more of a challenge? Um, I think for first time owners, you're going to want a easily trainable dog like a golden retriever or a rough collie or something along those lines that is known for being an easier trainable dog compared to something like a uh, Buceron or a healer or things of those lines. Um, another thing to keep in mind is do you want your dog to be a social dog? Do you want a standoffish guard? What are the dogs going to be around? Is it going to be around kids, old people? Is it going to be a shop dog? Is it going to be at your job every day? You kind of need to keep in mind their social level. Um, some breeds don't have a social level. They don't want to be around people. They just want you and that's it. Some breeds are very sociable, like the Golden Retriever. They're like, hey, everybody, I love everybody. Let's be with everybody, you know? Um, with that being said, you need to look into DA, SSA, and HA. Those three are very main things. So DA is dog aggression, SSA is same sex aggression, and HA is human aggression. Some dogs are prone to one, all three, a combination of one of these three, and some of them have none of them. Um, but it's important to look into these things, especially if it's going to be a family dog or if it's going to be a job dog where it's going to be with you every day or if it's going to be a dog you want to take in public. Um, and it also depends on what you want to do with this dog. Um, a lot of people get a dog who is prone to dog aggression same-sex aggression, human aggression, and think, oh, I'm just going to train it out, or oh, I'll just socialize them a lot, or oh, I'll just do this, or I'll do that, or I'll do this, and while that can help, and sometimes that can fix it, not necessarily fix it, but it can make it better, that breed is still prone to it, and you still have a chance of the dog being dog aggressive. So while you can train it at a young age to be okay with other dogs it doesn't mean that's always going to happen it doesn't mean that um you're actually he's actually going to take that training if that makes any sense um 
So some of it is genetic. Some of it is not. I don't really want to get into the whole debate of, oh, it's how they're raised or, oh, they're only like that because that owner's bad because that's not the case. But I don't want to get into that debate right now. We will have that debate another day. But this is not the episode for it. Um, So look into that when you're looking into a breed. Look into if they're prone to dog aggression, if they're prone to same-sex aggression, if they're prone to being aggressive towards other people. Check that out. Um, Because I just... It can be much. Uh, Also, when picking a breed, your experience with dogs, like uh, owning one previously, whether this is your first one on your own, whether you've had this line, this um, category of dog, like if you've had a herding dog before, or if you've had a high-strung dog before, your experience overall is going to determine how well you can take on certain breeds. I know that like um, a lot of people don't recommend German Shepherds for first-time people, or they don't recommend healers for first-time dog owners. There's so many girls in Stephenville that have healers, and they should have gone with something else. (laughs) Um, Ow, I hit my foot. I'm so sorry. Um, Just look into if they're recommended for first-time dog owners, and a first-time dog owner isn't... or it is... (laughs) A first-time dog owner is somebody that was like, yeah, we've had family dogs growing up, but, like, you yourself have not owned one by yourself and take care of it by yourself. Your family dog does not necessarily count as a first-time unless you had a great deal in training or caring for it. Um, Then you can consider that, like, yes, I've had a dog before, but, like, um, for me, technically, Kai would be my first dog. Or, well, no, my healer would be, because I primarily cared for my healer. Um, So I have a healer and a rough collie. My mom's Boston's Chihuahuas, the husky that we had, does not count as previous experience. Yes, I grew up around them, but those were not really my dogs. I didn't really have to have primary care for them. And so my dogs, my experience would be concluded of a healer and a rough collie. I hope that made sense or helped that clarify what a first-time dog owner is. Um, So just see what they really clarify things as beginner dogs. Um, Housing situations also fall into this. If you're somebody that's still staying in rental homes, you're staying in apartments, um, any rental situation, you need to think about breed restrictions. I don't like it just as much as y'all don't like it, but there is still a lot of housing that has breed restrictions on quote-unquote aggressive breeds. Um, 
Pitbulls, German Shepherds, Dobermans, Rottweilers, and so on. So unless you own your own property or you know for sure the place that you live is open to those breeds, then that should really be a deciding factor for you. If you're somebody that sees yourself moving soon or sees yourself moving a lot in the next few years, you might steer clear of a restricted breed just because I know so many people that get a dog and then they have to move and they're like, oh, well, I can't find any place and I have to move now, so somebody come take my pit bull because I can't have it. And it's just, I don't know. I would always find a home where I could stay, even if that meant me staying in a crappy situation, staying in a weird place, staying with a friend, anything like that in order in order to keep my dog. I would do what I, everything I could to keep my dog. So it also depends on you, what type of person you are. Um, I understand situations happen, but I just know I would do everything I could. So, um, size of the dog versus size of where you live. Uh, that also depends on the dog. Some breeds cannot handle small spaces. Some breeds will destroy your small spaces. Some need a lot of room, a large backyard, um, a large inside space. And obviously, smaller dogs can deal with smaller spaces. I kind of have a small space and I have a really large dog, but he could care less about the space. He just wants to be with me. And so he gets plenty of outside time. He goes everywhere possible with me and he gets all the outside time that he wants. Um, So it's not really a problem for me and my dog but for some dogs, that is a problem. So keep that in mind whenever you're looking on what you can offer your dog space-wise and if it's going to be a problem. I think that's all the different levels of what to think about. Um, yeah, that is all the different levels. So that was activity, DA, HA, SSA, trainability, energy, Grooming, hair, size. Another thing, I can't remember if I already said this. I'm pretty sure that I did. If they fall under a certain category, expect those traits. If you're going to get a herding dog, expect nippiness. Be able to either train or go to training sessions to help that. Um, one of my biggest frustrations is people that get herding breeds for as a family dog and then get mad that it's nipping at their child. It's a given. <laughs> um, so just keep everything in mind of that breed, what it's meant to do, what it's bred to do. Um, I'll probably do an episode on what to look for from a breeder. This really is just what to look for from a dog and how to pick a dog. Obviously, everyone's kind of a preference on looks. Uh, 
whether its ears are up, its ears are folded, its ears are droopy, whether it drools, it doesn't drool, it's got droopy lips, um, it's got a long nose, it's got no nose, <laughs> uh, whether it's got a tail, no tail, everyone has a preference on how a they want their dog to look. That's just how we are, we're always gonna have a preference on that. So this is just, whenever you get an interest in a breed, to see if that one is going to fit into your lifestyle and your home. So, with that being said, this was everything you need to think about whenever it comes to looking into a dog. Um, if you want to request anything, you want to ask questions, or you want to be involved in any future polls, you can follow me on Instagram at Caitlin period Phelps. I will put that in the podcast description because my first name is not spelled like every other Caitlin. It's weird, so I'm going to put it in the description. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Just Dogs Podcast. I do not have a Facebook just yet. Um, you can follow my dog training at Phelps Dog Training. Um, that one is probably going to be transitioned into Just Dogs Podcast, but right now it is Phelps Dog Training. Um, feel free to add me on here and leave a review. Yeah, that is it. I will see y'all Monday.